Welcome to Atomic Moms. The modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. Hi, everybody. I have a special little friend doing the introduction with me today. Hi, Sabrina. Hello. What were you for Halloween, Sabrina? Merida from Brave. Can I please tell you one more thing? Yeah. I love you, whoever is listening. Aw. Black, black, your turn. Okay. I'm going to read I this say introduction. Stoplight, you, you, it's your turn. And then I say, green light, it's my turn. Stoplight. Okay. So I'm going through Claire Coffee withdrawal. Green light. <laughs> so, hello, everybody. Um, you probably say stoplight so I can do my introduction. Oh, blah. Um, hello to Atomic Moms. Um, me and my mom, I have a special guest, my mom. And she is gonna help me. Help me. And you, mom, what yes. do you want to say? I want to say that we have a very special guest today on this show. And it was Kevin, Kevin, and Chris, and, um... Claire. Claire. Stop, like. Claire Coffee, come back. You may know her as Adeline from six seasons on the NBC show Graham that just wrapped this spring. Her husband, Chris Thiele, is a MacArthur Genius Grant fellow. He was a child prodigy. You know him from Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers. Punch. We're going to punch that microphone. No, 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 no. We don't punch the microphone. Stop. Sabrina, stop. Uh, Hello, I punched the microphone. Why is it called the Punch Sisters? <laughs> it's punch called sisters. Punch Brothers. But yes, crunch someday sisters. you and Eliza will probably be the Punch Sisters. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Okay, Sabrina, I've got to finish this intro so that people can actually get to the interview, okay? Garrison Keillor personally handpicked him to take over as the host of Prairie Home Companion. It's on your radio every Saturday. Uh, if you Google best mandolin player in the world, it's Chris Thiele's face that shows up. But the real star of that family is their two-and-a-half-year-old Calvin. Hello, Calvin. Are you there? Why did the alligator go into the bathtub when he didn't have a leg? Because Captain Hook made a fart. Did they hear that? <gasps> I'll be right back with our introduction. Did they hear that yet? Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Okay. I'm back. Uh, you know, it's really quiet after there's been chaos, and then you're like, oh, it's the letdown. Different kind of letdown than what's happening to my chest right now. I mean, man, Calvin got to stay with us this week, and... It was uh, it was so much fun. They are such a sweet, crazy family. And I cornered Claire, and I was like, please, please, please be my podcast. She hasn't been my podcast uh, for at least a year and a half, maybe two. And um, we had a lot to catch up on. So she, she recorded this with me, and then we got back in the house. And, of course, it was like, time to hit the road. And she was like, can I take a quick shower? And then they realized that she couldn't take a quick shower because then – uh, they were going to hit rush hour traffic probably with their two-and-a-half-year-old, and no shower is worth that. But it just made me think of, like, all the 
showers that moms have sacrificed for their families. All the showers. Little personal moments. Speaking of personal moments, last week I shared how I had been pumping in the small room, which is like the little library room at my daughter's preschool because I had to be there all day volunteering. And I had accidentally left my nursing bra, the one with the two slits, the really gross one. Uh, It's like a Pepto-Bismol pink. Anyway, left it there overnight. It was embarrassing. And I had asked you all, where have you left your personal items? And uh, a listener really came through on this one on Instagram. At Lauren, R-E underscore A-C, she wrote, where have I left personal items? She wrote, feminine products in the front of a lunchbox that went to school with my nephew. Dot, dot, dot. Lunchtime ended with a phone call that my nephew was using said items as stickers with his friends. I mean, that wins. That's really good. That actually also, oh, it reminds me of when Sabrina was about Calvin's age, actually, probably like two and a half, and uh, she found an unwrapped tampon in my purse. I don't know why I was so, like, dirty or disorganized that I had a an unwrapped, unused tampon in my purse, but she pulled out the plastic applicator and she blew into it because she thought it was a whistle. That is about as musically inclined as our family is, uh, but... To get back to the musical genius family that's been staying with us all week, uh, in this unfiltered mom friend episode, Claire Coffey talks about her experience as a mom on the road. Uh, we are very honest about judging moms before we were moms and, you know, yeah, that'll come back to bite you in the ass. Um, we talk about the surprising way she de-stresses. We talk about being creatively fulfilled and also frustrated and uh you know, letting go of our control freak ways. We also talk about her separation anxiety from her child. And uh, I'm feeling a lot of separation anxiety now that she's left. Um, I'm sad. She used to live down the street from me many years ago. And uh, then she, you know, became a television star and moved to Portland to shoot Grimm. And now they live in Brooklyn. This is a fun, silly one. <laughs> we had a lot of, uh, a lot of hot topics Pour a glass of wine. Get out the last of the Halloween candy. I'll be right back with Claire Coffee. I am gazing into the <laughs> beautiful eyes of Claire Coffee. Everyone can just go thank her on Instagram. Oh, by the way, go to her Instagram account at yeah. Claire Coffee. She has the best captions, always and forever. And I don't know how she does it. No, I told you it's my only special skill. It's a fabulous special skill. Like she's so witty with them. And um, anyway, how many followers do you have? Like a billion. No, but I do have 140,000. It's probably what I'm most proud of in my life right now. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're doing great, kids. Thanks. Um, Thanks. No, but everyone can go over there and thank her for the fact that this podcast still exists because, oh, oh man. I mean, from the beginning, just, no. you know, everyone needs that friend that just keeps you, you going. And uh, especially when Bianca transitioned out of the podcast and I was like, how do I do that? She was like, just do it. Just keep doing it. Just oh, keep yeah. doing it. Well, the world needs to know uh, who exactly you are because <laughs> you're, uh, you're unique and oh, wonderful qualities. And I mean that in the best way. That's not a euphemism for— Are you sure? Uh, euphemism is the wrong word there. Yeah. 
Um, but just so Ellie, you being you is a show in itself. <laughs> I've always told you that. <laughs> uh, Claire and I have known each other for God nine years. Uh, we've written stuff together, yeah. and uh, and now we have children together. Yes, and, there are children. Communal, communal living. Yes, because Claire is in town. Her husband Chris Thiele, uh it has taken over Prairie Home Companion from Garrison Keeler. You can listen every Saturday. They have a live show, mm-hmm. uh, and. So I got them. I got the family <laughs> to stay with us. So they stayed with us uh, Monday night through now it's Thursday morning, and they are yeah. running for the hills. No, we are not. We wish we could stay here forever. I can't. I don't know how. You were three-month-old, and it's like nothing misses a beat. It's it's like I'm staying at uh, – I don't know, the deluxe in Portland. It's like I'm staying. I don't know what the deluxe is. It's so nice and so comfy and just all your needs met all the time. right. It's true. So everybody, Eliza, my three-month-old, is just a doll. She really is. Uh, So is Calvin, your two-and-a-half-year-old. Eliza is the happiest baby I've ever seen. Yeah. I think. I agree. She really, guys, she's she's hit her groove. And she has had this cough for over a week now. And so she'll just, like, cough, and then she'll smile. Yeah, just cough and giggle, (laughs) as if she's found the cough the most exciting thing and wants to share. And then, you know, if you're gazing at her, it's like, oh, it is. That was the cutest cough I've ever seen. She's so great. And then she throws up all over me. Yeah. Always. Happy spitter. Gotta love my happy spitter. Uh, And then Sabrina, who is four, and we took the kids trick-or-treating. It was Calvin's first trick-or-treating experience. Uh, he stole the show with his octopus costume. No, and by the way, that was like it was Pottery Barn Kids catalog. I threw the catalog in his face and just asked him to choose something because I had no. Well, I guess I did have the time. I just didn't have the interest in. Well, you want him to be committed to effort. it, right? Because they always change well, their minds. Yes, and I had I'd been warned about that, so he chose the octopus, and then I think every day. I talked about how excited he must be <laughs> about wearing the octopus costume that I think you yeah, primed him for. I it. did, but they—I was shocked um, that trick or treating started at six thirty. Seems a little in the late hood. For it you. seems a little late. So then, by it's six thirty <laughs> to eight thirty, and I'm just trying to schedule in when we are going to get wine, right, um, and Most dinner, important. and that it was really tricky for that. And I, you guys, I am not a lush. I like have a glass of wine, but still, my glass of wine is the most important, important part of yeah. the day. It's your self care. Um, my self care. Yep. So we figured it out though, because so in our neighborhood, it's so magical. Actually, it's the neighborhood we just moved away from, but we're still like very close by. They shut down the streets from six thirty to eight thirty, and all the kids can run around in the streets as though we live in the Midwest or something. No one yeah. has to worry about a car coming and. But by the way, some of those houses are pretty scary. And yeah. so we took yeah. the little kiddos. It was like the second house. There were some scary things in the front yard, and the door was shut. And so I yelled. <laughs> I, I yelled my way up their sidewalk. <laughs> At least their just going, we have little kids. We have little kids with us. We have little kids. <laughs> Because I didn't know if something was to like jump out behind the front door. Because we live in a very creative community, and I just but didn't the, want Calvin's second house well, to like terrorize him forever. The forethought of you know just just having the the care and concern to even think like that was really impressive. But we got to talk about the second child, right? Because, oh, yeah. 
Yes. So unlike Claire, who got the, this elaborate, amazing costume from Pottery Barn Kids Outlet, now you're it wasn't elaborate. the catalog. It was, it was yeah. so cool, though. Everyone was talking about it. I it felt was a little a bad for Sabrina. It was a Sabrina was Merida, and no one knew what, which, no, I guess the Scottish princess isn't that popular, probably because she's so empowered, oh, no. well. and we left her bow and arrows in the car. <laughs> so no one knew who she was, and the octopus kind of stole the show. But he that, looked ridiculous, so... But, but so back to the second child. <laughs> See, we've already sidetracked. We've already yeah. forgotten about Eliza because she's the second <laughs> child. So she, oh boy. So I'm really, you know, sure to get Sabrina exactly what she wants. Meanwhile, I just grabbed the last costume available in Eliza's size at Pottery Barn Kids, and it's a skunk. And then she didn't even get it on. I ended no. up wearing the headdress. Yeah, <laughs> because Ellie had the hat on. Uh, I had the skunk hat on. Um, Eliza was in my little carrier. I mean, this poor child, she was coughing. I think you willed her to, it was like mama magic willed her to just be cool because she was, she was crying so cool. in the car. She was crying yeah, she on the way there. the car. She got into the carrier and just like napped while, I mean, bedlam is going on yeah. in the streets. She just slept. <laughs> just slept. Yeah. She kind of looked at some of the lights. She loves being on Mommy. Mm -hmm. But I love that you pointed out that it was also misty. Oh, yeah. It was was misting. Yeah. It It wasn't raining, but it definitely was misty. Like not where you should have your (laughs) three-month-old No, You wouldn't have had Sabrina out there like that. But that's probably, but she's probably, you know, it's toughening her up. Yeah. And I had gotten the okay from the pediatrician. (laughs) So, uh, oh, man. But then the kids were up, wired. Wired, and then Adam came home from the World Series because he got to go to the World Series game. He didn't, guys, he didn't go trick-or-treating. He no. chose he chose yeah. baseball. Uh, I would, I but in your situation, I have done this before, where Chris has this great opportunity to do something fun. Mm. And I, the guilt over keeping him home uh, outweighs the guilt of, or the anger mm-hmm. Yeah. From letting him go and having to deal with the kid. Well, I only have one kid, but the kid by myself. So then I kind of punish him for a little bit when he gets home. Uh-huh. And then I'm really working on my anger. I feel like now that Calvin is too, I'm able to deal with my anger and resentment a lot better. You know, like well, that mom, one glass a night. That one glass a night <laughs> and the kind of mom mom resentment. I yeah, think that lives that? within us all. It's different than the mommy martyrdom. It's yeah. It's a little different because... It's not like we feel sorry for ourselves. It's more of like this like inner rage that just bubbles I, up a little I, I bit. I think it has to do with like what we were talking about earlier when um, you it, – it's a little bit mourning your previous life. And it feels yeah. like your husband or partner, um, the person who's not home most often. So it could be, you know, mom, mm-hmm. whatever, the, the, the person who spends the most time working outside of the home. It feels like they – don't have to shut the door on their previous life. And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, I'm I'm romanticizing my mm-hmm. life before kids. It wasn't like, you know, but but that's mm-hmm. how you think. And so when these situation ri- situations arise, like for Chris, it's going to these fancy wine dinners or like going to a show, all of these things where would I really want to do that? Like, would I really rather mm-hmm. do that than just stay home and, you know, put Cal to bed and watch a show? No, like I probably wouldn't, mm-hmm. but it is a reminder that your life is very different mm-hmm. now. Uh, 
for sure. Mm. And, and right now, the the husbands are watching <laughs> the three children somehow in our well, playroom. Like, Daniel well, Tiger is Daniel watching Tiger. our children. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Becky. And the dads are super <laughs> <Who> writes <laughs> Daniel Tiger. Uh, yeah. So with Adam, I think it's having two children especially has majorly shifted his like the time he has available Mm -hmm. and he would say he doesn't work out nearly as much Mm -hmm. and he has to be much more flexible probably because of my bubbling anger issues but i but at the same time everyone still knows him as a screenwriter and it's still like oh there he is being written up on deadline again and and listen everybody that sounded really pretentious and that was a total brag i'm bragging my husband was on deadline.com this past week i'm a little frustrated because they used a really old picture he needs like a new picture i have photographers i know who can do that seriously so again just made myself seem even worse by complaining about the picture (laughs) in the the write-up on like the hollywood site but i think this is a very relatable issue Super relatable issue. Uh huh. Somehow I'm going to make this relatable. Yes. The point is, he still has this awesome career, even though yes, he's sacrificing and he doesn't have time and he looks really tired and he gets the preschool cough all the time. He and, I'm, look tired. and I am just like, you know, he. I'm just making him. Uh, he's just going into the ground. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, the, but but, they, but people yeah. still talk to him about it, and, yeah. and people still congratulate him about this other stuff, and he still has that career. Yeah. And and Chris right now is touring, and he's talking about yeah. going to Europe to tour it's, and all this stuff. Yeah. And then you're supposed to somehow put yourself on tape while you're also traveling the that country is, with this. Yeah, that, that's definitely um, Chris. I think what complicates things for us is that Chris's job and career is lived or is you know spent largely on the road. Um, he's home. It feels like a, he says half the year, but it feels like less than that, a little less than mm-hmm. that. So Prairie Home is every weekend, and then he usually schedules a solo show during that week. Um, and so he's pretty much gone. And then on the breaks from Prairie Home, he's touring. So uh, I my show ended in February. I have not gotten a steady gig since I have not gotten a gig since then, steady or otherwise. But I think a lot of that, too— um, there are things that I have not been able to do in a way that pre-kids or like if I had, if Chris was home, at least mornings and nights where you have coverage and you have a little bit more wiggle room, I guess. Uh, but, but just things where before kids, I would have been able to, no matter how much they were paying, no matter where it was. Yes. Like I'll go and be creatively fulfilled or frustrated. I mean, a lot of this is, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but now, uh, the decision is so easy because there, like there was one job where I couldn't do because I would have had to pay in travel and childcare $10,000 just to do it. And I, you, out of pocket, out of pocket, would have been would have had to, yeah. Um, so, so, so decisions like that where I, the person who stays home with the child is the one who makes those decisions. Mm-hmm. Like child comes first and it, it's not even in a, I don't. I don't feel like there is a decision to be made. It's very Mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. But then it does make it, you know, those feelings kind of bubble up and, Mm -hmm. oh, if I, but, but yeah, I, um, yeah, quick transition. She's looking away and scratching her neck. (laughs) I, you know, part of that is Calvin and I have a very, Calvin is my son. 
since it's since Chris has gone a lot and it's just the two of us and you know from from birth we've had this very sort of codependent relationship symbiotic symbiotic relationship um and I have a really hard time leaving him ever you know I've we've yeah. only I've only spent three four nights away from him but like not Ever. Uh, ever. Ever. And so, this child's two and a half. And this child's two and a half. And I spent, you know, one night, I had to go overnight for work once, go overnight for work another time. Um, and then Chris and I tried to go away for two nights and I just like got a cold and was anxious about earthquakes and um, it was not pleasant. So that is also our, the relationship. So what's your separation have. anxiety about? I don't know. I really don't. I like... I, when I, when I first had him, I was very worried that someone would steal him. Like, not that he, not that he would get sick or hurt or, but that someone would steal him. So, yeah, it's all sorts of issues that I haven't worked out apparently. But you're not worried about that with Instagram? No, I know I should be. Now I will be. You're just like dangling his <laughs> cuteness in front of whoever's going to kidnap yeah, him. It's just a, like, I have so much guilt over how, but, but I am able to leave him at preschool from nine to four. So there's other people who think like that's crazy that I would leave him a two and a half year old at preschool from nine to four. But you but then you're on duty yeah. all night. Yeah. And all day. Like you don't have other No, but then I won't go out to dinner. Like if he's been at preschool till four, I won't go out that night. I'll pick him up. If I have nighttime plans, I'll pick him up at two thirty so that we have time. It's so much guilt. There's just yeah. So is it guilt, guilt or raging. do you appreciate being with him? I it's guilt because I do appreciate being with him when like what we were talking about earlier today, there Sorry, was a Sorry, everyone. Month, you're not living at the house yeah. with us because it's been a great time. There was a month <laughs> when he was not in school and I didn't have childcare. And I would get at the, I would get to the end of those days. And we live in Brooklyn, so there are, you know, a million things to do right outside but your door. You would also just moved there again. So you did, it's not like you have some mom posse. That's true. Not but, that there is. <laughs> but, but you know, there were like things we would stay, museums, there's stuff to do. To like we were, out at, we were out of the house, like doing things. But I would get to the end of those days and have so much rage, just uh, just be super irritable, I guess is yeah. is better way to say it. Um, so it's not like, oh, I, I need to be with him uh-huh. 24 hours a day. But you need a good chunk. But I do need a good chunk, and I feel like I, I'm, like, betraying him or something if he doesn't get that. Oh. I don't know. Because yeah. your mom was super hands-on, so it's not like— Well, she—no, she worked. So maybe I that's know, what but- it is. So she was gone— Oh, my so. mom was single mom, single parents house for a lot of it. Just oh, see, uh, everyone's like, "Ooh, that's why they're friends." Yeah. <laughs> well, your mom's super hands on now. She is super hands on now, and she's super. She worries about everything. If I don't, oh, text maybe her that's back it. In a, Does in she have a lot of guilt? Did you get prob- this from yeah, her? Probably not outwardly. Like she doesn't express it in that way. But if or like I'll hear from my stepdad if I haven't called her back in a couple. Of oh my god, few really? days. There's. I shouldn't say uh-huh. that. There's one time where, you know, your mom really worries about you. And if she doesn't hear from you, she spins out. Oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is hereditary. Yeah. I feel really bad because I, I just ignore everybody now. I just blame it. I, I blame it on Chris because he's gone so much. And that's like weird. So so you blame what on? You not calling like your mom back? Or your no, no, guilt? no, no. My guilt. Oh, because you're trying to make up for Chris. Right. Oh, right. this is good. I'm this sure is where the mommy martyrdom really yeah. does come into play. Exactly. You're making up for your. <laughs> and Yeah. And he's, but you know, the thing is like when he's home, he's super home and he's super attentive. Right. Because, yeah. And we, I mean, man, we asked so much of that kid in terms of like, it's now so you're on a plane cool. and now you're in this city. And he calls his bedroom, his hotel. Like there are things that are just I love it. not, uh, it's crazy not normal. 
And then he's backstage while yeah. you guys are performing. He so is, so people backstage. don't know Prairie Home Companion. How would you quickly describe it it's just a, so that people can like it's visualize musical, it? It's a musical variety show. It used to be, you know, when Garrison was on the show, Garrison's a writer, so it used to be a lot more um, spoken word. And now, since Chris is a musician, it's that combo has flipped. So it's mostly music and then... Um, punctuated with these sketches. And so I am now helping this year direct the sketches and just help. We have we have these great new um, Tom Papa's head writer and Rachel Axler, who's from Beep, Beep she's writing. And then we have um, four staff writers who submit a couple sketches. So just like, you know, picking the sketches and, and being there on the day and the kind of the whole idea was, oh, we get to travel as more time together as a family if right. I'm helping out with the show. Mind you, she doesn't have a caregiver with her. Not now. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, that I need to fix that. Yeah, I think you do because soon. Calvin's backstage. Well, he was the idea that I get. So, okay, everyone, I'm sitting in the audience. Uh, I'm watching Chris perform. He's one of the, I, I, this is not an exaggeration. We all know that I'm, uh, I, I'm really into hyperbole, but Chris <laughs> is one of the best musicians in the entire world. You can <laughs> Google or Wikipedia that. Um, <laughs> so I watched him, and then Fiona Apple was performing, which brought me really back to my high oh, school yeah. days. I've written many a breakup letter She's to her <laughs> music, and then um, and then Claire comes on stage to uh, do these hilarious. To, she was doing one of these amazing sketches, and I'm like, and then little Calvin gets to meet all of these crazy people. Because you also, what was, uh, yeah. Nick Offerman was performing? Yes, he was so good. And so it's like he, your son should have an autograph book. You know how kids have autograph oh, books yeah. when they go to Disneyland? He yeah. should just, like, that's his life. All he cares about is Ted Poor, the drummer, though. And it's who like, is Ted? Ted? I keep Poor. hearing about Ted <laughs> in at our house. He is, uh, he's but Andrew Bird's Calvin. drummer. Calvin just yes. keeps saying, Ted, Ted, Ted. Andrew Bird's drummer, who, uh, Chris, he's, he's the most um, consistent drummer in, Chris's band on the show on Prairie Home, and he has two kids. He's the sweetest, uh, sweetest guy. But he, Calvin is obsessed with the drums, so Ted to him. Obsessed. Like when we, the show finished, I said, oh, we guess you go see Daddy now. And he said, no, see Ted. See Ted. So cute. So That's crazy. I, I look forward to reading life. Calvin Thiele's autobiography someday. His like, memoir. Why didn't I have a normal? Why don't I have a yeah. Well, he'll definitely be a rock star. Sabrina was complaining in the playroom about Calvin. Uh, He was doing the piano. He was making too much noise. He was was making a lot of music. And I was like, Sabrina, you're going to brag someday that Calvin (laughs) was on your piano. So just chill. Oh, no. I don't know. Um, So. But it it is like, it is definitely, I was thinking like he's going to miss so many birthday parties like every, because we're gone every weekend now. We, um, I just got so jealous. Of missing birthday parties? Yeah, yeah, that's my whole life. Yeah, I've heard that. We haven't, we are not in that, um, he's not old enough no. to be doing just that. Just wait till they're, he's yeah, four. I know. And then you'll have bunnies, Ooh, just like we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it is, yeah, you know, everyone has, there's no, I shouldn't say normal, there's absolutely no normal way to raise your kid, but um I think all of these, just that he has to take all these flights and be in these strange places and, you know, a different hotel every week. Uh, his his sense of security, I think, is 
that that's, that's why, why you know i'm i'm the constant thing and mm-hmm. so as long as i'm around he's like he's he knows his he's secure but you know his world is changing constantly so that's probably he's so well adjusted though you've done now such a great is, job he had his moments but he he's he's pretty sweet now so sweet (laughs) so sweet my little octopus yeah um you've had to grow so much as a person i imagine because you like things organized yes um (laughs) which also for me was hilarious to have you stay with us for four days because i was like (laughs) i was like i don't know how claire's gonna deal with this um Claire's like, are these clothes dirty? I'm like, no, those are clean. That's why they're like on the chair out in the hallway so that they're easy to grab. Um, <laughs> you have an infant too. It's, t- it's totally different when you have an And by the way, that's me like really trying. Oh. Um, but you've, to, to live this lifestyle yourself, yeah. I imagine is like such a transition. I definitely, yeah, you, you, there's just no control. And I've had um, <laughs> my mo- my family, my sister and my mom, uh, both remark like you're so relaxed with him and you are a you are not a relaxed person you know in your life like you are Mm -hmm. I give everybody around me a hard time like I have incredibly ridiculously high standards for how I feel like people should conduct themselves (laughs) sometimes I hear your voice and it's so great because uh I have a lot. We all know I have a lot of critical voices in my head. I call them my tribunal of assholes. Mm-hmm. Claire is not on the tribunal. I assure you all. But sometimes, like if someone does something that just frustrates me, I'll hear Claire's voice and it's just be better. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There have been like people that my husband was friends with who you know wronged him in some way that I feel like they wronged him. Um, <laughs> And I won't talk to them anymore. I just think we're just I, like angry moms chatting to this. Yeah, morning. <laughs> I, I have very high moral standards. You have um, high standards. Oh, your your husband called you the. Okay, so the other night we had dinner <laughs> um, at the house. We put on some show for the kids, and what my my great parenting moment. I go, ah, everything's so much better when the TV's <laughs> on. There's like nine episodes of Paw Patrol back to <laughs> So they were watching Paw Patrol so we could eat dinner, which mm-hmm. was awesome. It was great. Yeah. And uh, we were asking the men in our lives what, like how they would describe us. And Chris was like, you know, Claire's just, he called you exacting. Exacting, yeah. Yeah, you're very exacting. And what did Adam say about me? Um, it was it was a similar, it was, it was a like a messy word. Uh, word. It, was, it was something about how I'm like a, Shotgun of just like oh, that's right. Uh, it's just it's task, just kind of like taskmaster, really. Well, yes, I'm definitely a taskmaster, but also that just sort of I just spray it everywhere. Like I, there's not, I'm not exacting. I'm just sort of a, you know, as you, I think you were probably the first person to say about me. I'm uh, not a problem solver, more of a problem pointer outer. <laughs> but Claire solves the problems, and that's why we work so well, well together. I. I just, yeah. Just as human beings. I just, I do. I have, it's really, um, it, fr- it, it is, it frustrates many people. But yeah, with but my guys, child, i she has emptied chill. my dishwasher like 12 times this week. That's true. She's an incredible house guest. Um, I got concerned about my house guest last night because, you know, Eliza's had this cough. I asked the pediatrician, I was like, is it a big deal that they have a two and a half year old coming? And she's like, no, she, the, the, he won't touch the baby. It's fine. He licks the subway pole, I'll remind you. So, there you go. He's so it'll be the subway's fault when he gets it. <laughs> um, 
then Sabrina got a cough last night. You know, surprise, surprise. It's that random cough sometimes preschoolers get that just happens for an hour at four in the morning. It's like kennel cough. Exactly. It's very, mm. it's a very expensive kennel she goes to <laughs> um, during the day mm-hmm. where she picks it up. And uh, she has been on her mattress on the floor in our room. Calvin has been on the trundle mattress in the guest oh room. Gosh. Yeah, they, everyone's been camping and it's been really fun, but we share a wall right now. And so at 4 a.m., I had already gotten up with my little coffer, the three-month-old, to nurse her and put her back to bed. It took like an hour. No big deal. I go to oh sleep. Then Sabrina wakes up coughing and then she won't stop coughing. And I know I'm supposed to be a better mother and I know I'm supposed to be like, oh, honey, it's okay. Cuddle with me. And all I can think is... Don't wake up her guests. Yeah, she's just concerned about whether I'm worried or not about we're the guests. Sleep. By the way, this for is my no grandmother. Reason, like, we have nothing to do today except what we are you drive talking to San you Diego. Do. You're, you're like composing. Um, Chris no. is composing. You're well, shuttling to the next city. And I don't want, you know, National Public Radio listeners right. are going to write me that it's my fault if Chris loses no. his voice and the show ends. And I'm like, oh, I'm the worst friend ever because my kid's coughing. I get that this is, this is how things get blown out of proportion at 4 a.m. I'm also admitting that I'm very much like my father's mother, where I'm like, just stop coughing. Like, that I care less about my daughter's cough than I do about uh, disrupting other people. Uh-huh. My therapist says I should care less yeah. about what other people think. Yeah. So Hi. finally, I suggested that she and I go to the playroom to finish sleeping because I just didn't want everyone up. I didn't want Calvin up at 5 a.m. You know, moms should yeah. get this. If they don't yes. get this, listen to another podcast. I don't care. Yes. I'm too tired. Yes. No, the but sleep thing is everything. It's everything. So finally at 4.30, I'm like, Adam. We're going to put her mattress back in her room, and oh you guys God. can sleep in there. So at 4.30 in the morning, I think I still had puke from the earlier feud with Eliza on my rope. If Claire had only opened her door, she would have seen me and Adam carrying the mattress <laughs> down this, like, oh narrow God. hallway back to the other bedroom. But it was great because then they slept till like, 8 Wait, something. Meanwhile, yeah, we had the noise machine on, so we were in bed until 7. I woke up before Calvin. So- That's always such a bonus. That is a bonus. You get a little bit of extra time. It's like a wind machine upstairs. We have so many different (laughs) sound machines and fans blowing to try to keep everyone asleep. So let's talk about bonus time real quick because you you have a napper now. Yes. Oh, it's the best. He was the Calvin was the worst sleeper. Like did not sleep through the night until he was two, and that's only because I weaned finally because I I just the sleep I and Chris. We really fast credit. I want to go to your credit and then hold that thought because yeah. you got to get back to it. I know everyone I interrupted and it's awful. Claire was back at work on Grimm full time. St- two months after, yeah. Two months after he was born. And I'm sure that is a huge part of the guilt, by the way. Maybe. Like, but the, I that. had nanny on set. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You were still waking up every two hours oh, while you yeah. were on a huge television show. Um, can you put your yeah. phone on airplane mode? Yeah. I'm turning into the exactor. Don't mess up my sound, Claire Coffee. Really? Okay, so wait. Go back to Chris's credit. Let's give him one so, one thing. To Chris's cre- to credit, the MacArthur he, I mean, Genius he be, Grant. He should be credited for <laughs> many, many, many things. He is an incredible uh, father and husband, and you know has this ridiculously enormous job. Um, but he endured my I because I was so sleep deprived and so depressed and angry all of the time like he just ate it like we would get into these arguments and I would just start yelling and he would just kind of let it wash all over him and just Mm -hmm. like would not escalate just let it go and eventually I would you know it, it, it was I would say like I'm so sorry I know that I am not 
me right now. I'm right. just so tired. And I'm just a series regular on a show, which is a I, lot of pressure. And we, no we, sleep. We, we, by like, the way, because you would send me text messages of like photos of you. You'd be like in a water tank kind of stuff. There was be, a like, lot crazy going on. Crazy stuff. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And, and you'd be, it'd be like 18 hours of that's work. David, and then your nanny been, would have to be overtime for like two days worth of. Yeah, that's, well, that's another part of just. But then I would feel guilty that the nanny was working so many hours and I'd want the nanny to have slept so that she wouldn't be resentful oh, about right. taking care of my child. Just so everyone knows, Claire would be the person who would like make the nanny a three course meal for lunch. Well, I, I, I would get lunch delivered. But yes, <laughs> I was very concerned to me, like if I the know, person is watching stress. your child, you 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 treat them better than a family member, you know, because they're they're watching your child. But um but he just he was so patient. Um until this one day when, yeah, Cal was almost two, and we had gotten the nursing down to, like, before bed. He still needed it to fall asleep, and we were st- we still co-sleep, um, by the way, so not, like, much has changed. But um, I he got sick, and so he was nursing nonstop again, day and night. And I tried to put him down for a nap, and he was nursing for 45 minutes straight. I was put, trying to put him down for a nap, and I come up, and the look on my face, and I'm like— rage like yeah. filled with rage and chris just says you know what i think it's time to wean and said it in kind of like the nicest and yeah. all that was like well, all i needed was someone from the outside telling me like you're not a failure if you stop this now like everything will be okay that's yeah I, that's and and then and, wait, he started fast. sleeping and then it was amazing Mm-hmm. But I just like you know you all those all those pressures that you put on yourself as a mom or things the, the things where you feel like this is the way it should be done or this is the way it can be done so right. I have to. But you wouldn't feel um, that judgment towards another mom. No, so what not is at that all. about? Women? I don't know why. What is our I deal? No, because I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I mean, we did it so differently than. I mean, you then, Bridge, like then all, all we all did it very differently. We all did it so differently, and um, you didn't judge me, right? No, no, I don't like I'm putting I, the Nazi. You better no, say you didn't judge me. No, I'm in awe. Like mostly, it was like, how <laughs> did they do that? How do they do that? Like, how do they make that work? How do they make that work? That's kind of what's going on in my head. Um, and I think you like you're very judgmental of parents before you actually have a child. Like that's when I was judging families. I remember one time we were at we were like at. Some hotel brunch, like fancy hotel brunch, and this family of two kids, and both kids were watching, you know, Barbie on the iPad. And I remember right. talking to Chris, like, "Wow, we will never be those parents." Right. Cut to like the iPad is my life. It's like the best. we do now, and oh god, this moment. Oh my god, this is. Going and also, listeners but, who don't know us, Claire is saying <laughs> iPad's the best. But mind you, her son is like always drumming and always doing crafts, and no one needs to write a letter to us. Right? No, no. He he. I should have a, like a pretend. He has PO lots box of activities. <laughs> we do lots of play doh and yeah. mostly drumming, and um, and he's gonna have an autobiography. And we talk and a lot. He meets and, geniuses every day. <laughs> but we but were we at, talk a lot. <laughs> we um. <laughs> We talk about our day. (laughs) How is your day, mommy? Like yesterday, how is your day, Sabrina? Um, No, we went out to dinner. Chris and I's hobby, main hobby together is going out to dinner. We love food and wine. So a lot of times, you know, we we have a date night a week when he's doing Prairie Home. It's Monday nights or our night to go out. But a lot of times, like, we just want to go out and Calvin, Calvin goes out to eat with us very frequently. There's one night 
I picked him up. He had none up. He was already cranky. Yeah. Like we shouldn't have even tried, but we were really we really selfishly wanted to go. So we go to this restaurant, and he gets the iPad, you know, right away. And it's Mr. Rogers. I mean, something like nothing obnoxious, just. And this family walks in with this girl who, this little girl who's probably four, and she opens the door, sees Calvin with the iPad, and goes, Mommy, they do allow iPads here. <laughs> and I was so, I mean, shamed me. I, I put the iPad down. Calvin started no. screaming. We had to leave the restaurant. What? Yes, because I felt so what? bad. Why I did know. you feel bad? Because, like, mom code, you know? I'm like, oh, this mom is trying to... To yeah, but do you this thing, and I'm just totally. I feel like with it. not your problem. I know that's gonna be that's the theme oh my of this episode. Not my not, problem. Not my problem. <laughs> NMP. Not my oh, problem. God. It's not your problem. You should yeah. have enjoyed that meal. It's like your I one should've. moment with your husband and your child. That's true. Yeah. Well, not one child. You have all the moments with your child. It's your one chance to like right. have dinner. Yeah, but yeah, oh, the screen time thing. The screen time thing. When I take Sabrina to the gym. Uh, there's a great daycare set up there. Uh, they have an iPad there, though. Uh-huh. And I'm always, but they also have art. They have paint. And I'm always saying, Sabrina, you need to tell them that you're not, you're like, no iPad. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to want to tell them. No, the iPad is re- reserved for mom and dad. Yes. Like, exactly. you send them to school to do exactly activities. They do the activities because I want that iPad. I need you know, when I'm time. trying to nurse the baby, yeah, we're going to put you, little like, Einstein on. Oh my on. God. Yeah. For me, it's like, getting dinner and they I've ten, you know toddlers have that that post school like will you our a park is on our walk home from school so usually we'll hit the park um but if it's not if the weather's not nice then he comes home and he just needs like chill out time he needs to do something while you're cooking and then yeah something like because you cook cooking or ordering come on you're focus. not giving yourself any credit <sighs> Yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to have to like do an intro where I'm like, here's who Claire <laughs> Coffey really is. Because what's that about, too, that we like are so warped in our perception or is that yeah. even a word of ourselves? Like I'll get a uh, – like a listener will write something so sweet about – be like, um, you know, listening to Ellie. Like she's so kind. And, and then – and I'm like, yeah, well, she should know the real me. Right. I'm a terrible yes. person. There's that well, there's that great Amy Schumer sketch. Um it's like about how terrible women are at taking compliments. I forget what it's called. But um, you know, it is. It's it's I don't know what that is, where it's really hard to accept. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and and I think when you're juggling there's I mean, there's there's so much criticism on both fronts like if you're if you, if you're working at home versus working outside of the home there's a million things to feel guilty about both both ways um and then yeah when i'm i'm kind of trying to do a hybrid of those things right now and mm-hmm. that's you know frustrating in itself so does it feel good when calvin takes a nap or are you just stressed out that he's going to wake up that there's you won't like, be able to get your work done there is like when he so he naps during the day. He still is like, you know, he'll take a two-hour nap during the day. And then he'll be up till 10. But at least, like, for me, I would rather have that chunk during the day when I can actually get something. Now, this is when he's when we're on the road, when he's at school. He's at school, and that's great, and I have plenty of time. Um, but, yeah, the clock starts ticking down, and you feel that. And you're like, oh, my God, there's two hours. What? I need to get everything. I need to, you mm-hmm. know, take a shower, do the laundry, mm-hmm. g- get back with all these emails. I need to read these mm-hmm. scripts. I need to... Um, 
because when they when they're it, it's just impossible to get anything done mm-hmm. when they're awake. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the school having the school hours. I don't know what I would do without them. I think I now need to. I'm gonna just start leaving. No, oh, yeah, more. getting out. I of gotta the house. just get out. Yeah, like, and I need to just not care. I, I'm I'm becoming more aware of the ways that the time just sort of goes away. Right. With like, oh, well, I'm going to pick up this really quick before I start this and then forget it. What yeah. I need to do is just have my laptop ready to go. When a caregiver tags in, yeah, I tag out yeah. and I just leave. That's the and then only I run way. home to nurse. But I cannot do this sort of, right now it's this half-assed, like I'm home and I'm around, but I'm trying no. to get things done. And then no, I just I end that. up off. It's yeah. not working. It doesn't work. Um, because your kids don't understand that you're there. I mean, Callan would the the month where I didn't have school and um we had our wonderful, wonderful babysitter would come for four hours during the day, but then I was also there trying to get stuff done. And so he'd kind of say, like, Mommy, you here now? Ugh. Or you know, and right. it's like, Okay, no, I'm not here. I'm here, but I'm not here. Yes. And Oh, because I'll hear the crying. Or even if Adam has Eliza and you hear the crying and then you're like, I got to go help. And then for for babysitter, like I'm shouting direction from downstairs. Right. You know, because I can hear the crying and hear what they're trying to do. And I'm a micromanager. Oh, this is not good for anybody. Get out. Just got to get out. But I. But But then you get deal with the guilt. Yeah. But that's okay. I do think, you know, it's. I, when you it, – it, it's, it's what's best for the family, really. And I don't think anyone – everybody's making small sacrifices, but you do – just like having that – the 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 family unit as a whole, like the health mm-hmm. of the family, what's, what's best for mm-hmm. the health of the family. And then I think like right now I kind of feel like that balance will shift back and forth. Mm-hmm. And – for example, when I was on the show, Chris moved – we moved to Portland, which Portland is not a convenient place for him to be based at all, um, travel-wise, work-wise. It's not. But he sort of took one for the team while I was out there working. And now we're in New York, which is like not taking one for the team because I love Brooklyn and I love where we live and all that's great. But his job is so um, massive right now in terms of time consumption mm-hmm. and and that – my, I, I am making decisions that benefit the family as a whole, and I mean that I, I do mm-hmm. feel good about that. Like it doesn't, that doesn't feel sacrificial. It's just when, like what I was saying before, these little things that pop up. We're like, oh, in my other life, I could have gone. I could have gone. This independent film. I could have done that. Are yeah. you writing things based – or like when you're coming up with ideas for shows, are you like, oh, it's, it's it takes place in Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, this, the show, I was trying to – I'm trying to conceive a show right now and it is like I had – it started one thing and then I thought, wait, I – this is – our life right now yeah. is definitely fodder and, and it's kind of therapeutic <laughs> to uh-huh. to write it down. But we're, you know, that's what's so crazy to talk to you in this town is so nutty because next year you could be on set for some show that right, you wrote you just don't that know. you are, you know, the head producer on and also starring in. Like, it's very possible. And then you'll figure it out again. That's so. Uh, yeah. So I was talking to someone recently. Or, well, yeah. oh, no, we were talking to, to our friend Bridget recently about 
Um, Everybody knows Bridget Maloney Sinclair yeah, on the podcast. And Bridget is like crushing it right now oh, yeah, in she's the work world. It. And she was expressing concern about, yeah, like childcare and being there and, and, and all of that. And I think it's just the great, I mean, moms are better at adapting than any other creature on the planet. And you do really make it work. And someone gave me that advice before my baby was born when I was pregnant and having anxiety about all of those things. And it's true. Like you do, you make it work. You slog through whatever you do. There's the great thing is that it's never, everything is always changing. So if, if mm-hmm. you're in a particularly um, dark period. Well, there's always therapy and medication. There's always therapy and medication. Uh, and, and, and life is ever changing. So ever changing. If you were to give, to round out this episode, if you were to give, like, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I don't know, three tips for going from control freak Mm. to control free. Well, Well, what are three things that you do to sort of, uh, besides the glass of wine? Yeah. (laughs) Glass of wine is the first one. Um, I think, well, it's, it's find the thing that de-stresses you which for me you know I have I have friends saying like you just need a spa day and for me that is very stressful so if 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 de-stressing means you spend um a day cleaning or organizing which is what makes me feel less stressed that you take a day to do whatever that activity is and count that as a quote-unquote work day mm-hmm. which to me then then helps um and also, count, wait, your your me day is really a work day. Well, if you are a control freak, yeah, like we are, yeah. you know, it's a different your it's a different right, set totally. of rules. So, you know what somebody too, uh, my uh, girlfriend Annie, <laughs> she was talking about. I had a gel manicure, and she was like, ah, oh, like to sit and get a manicure. She was just like, that is torture. Yeah, to yeah, me, to have to sit that long. I, I love That's it. That's for me too. Like it yeah. feels. Um, I, I like accept who you are. Right. That's part of it. So accept that I am never going to feel comfortable, uh, with these self-care when, when people yeah. are like self-care, go to the spa, get a manicure. This is this. your like, no. radical self-acceptance. Yes. My self-acceptance is that that is not self-care to me. To me, self-care is organizing the closet, mm-hmm. um, organizing the hand-me-downs, cleaning mm-hmm. the house or emptying Ellie's dishwasher. Emptying Ellie's dishwasher. So if that is your thing that genuinely makes you feel less stressed, like spend a day doing only that and then count that day as a work productive day. Like day. you were productive. You were incredibly productive that yeah. day. Um, and then the other, the other part of it that is helping me, uh, is that the world is so out of control right now and there, uh, there is tragedy everywhere. And I know this is like, I, there's, there's so much tragedy going on that I do not like just taking it, taking the day for what it is. And, and I have really been trying to, to just do that. Like here you have today. And mm-hmm. that takes some of the, the stress mm-hmm. and the pressure off because you have this say, um, and in this day and age, it could always be so much worse. <laughs> so all of these little things this that used to occupy upper. my stress. <laughs> People are going to write us and be like, I think you both really <laughs> need an intervention. <laughs> 
but yes, take it the one day. But the, I you know, the being gracious, and and that is like you know everybody. You have to just what, being, being grateful, being grateful, grateful for what you have, and um, that sounds so trite, and I know that's like an old. Uh, Yes, of course. It should be a given. But um, I think that's easily – it's easily forgotten. And so Mm -hmm. just being grateful, 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 grateful. And um, that helps – that just just helps relieve the guilt and the kind of back and forth. And when you're trying to straddle both Mm -hmm. home and work worlds – Yeah, Yeah, because you have a major career that you're – at the same time, right now. no, it's not. Uh, but no, it is. It's, I'm still going out about all it the time. And yeah. It's about what's the next thing, which yeah. is irritating in its own right. Yeah, you've got so much going on. Um, I am finally. There's something about Eliza, maybe because she's smiling all the time. That first of all, the second child. Oh, guys, it's so much easier, and it could just be who Eliza is. But I'm I think so she's a reflection much, of who you are with her. You are so calm. I'm I mean, so relaxed really, with her. I just so relaxed. Like, it's weird. And I think it's because I know this time is going so fast. So with Sabrina, I really thought she was going to be an infant until she was 12. I know that doesn't make any sense at all because I had seen children that were a year old. I know what a one-year-old looks yeah. like, but I really thought Sabrina would be an infant when she was a year old. Or I guess she was. Ugh, you yeah. guys get the point. I thought she was going to be like a tiny, tiny baby forever, and she. And so now I know how quickly it changes. So I am um, really aware of the time I have, and that this is very likely my last baby, mm-hmm. and to really enjoy that. And it's made it easier for me because I had we had a crazy week. Both my parents just like randomly <laughs> showed up in town that for was, I really, baseball. I don't know how everyone stopped. All my so divorced calm. parents like showed up at different moments to say hi to the kids, which was wonderful. No complaints there. It was really, really great. But it was all surprise. We and had a you full have house guests. And we had have... a full house. It was great. It was exciting. Um, but maybe because of Eliza, I'm learning that like, oh, these moments are going to go so fast. So yeah, I could be like stressed out about the podcast, or yeah. I can just sucker my best friend into sitting here doing it with me. <laughs> well, I think that ends up being the perfect solution. I think it just part of falls it is in just my lap. Don't plan. I trying not to plan too far ahead. That really helps yeah. me too. It's just your plans are gonna the the further out you plan, like it's all gonna get. And what would have I, like, when I look back on my life, I will remember this week. I have the most, like, hilarious photos of you and Chris and both of our, our kids, like, on your backs, mm-hmm. riding around at my coffee table, which the best moment ever was when Chris, who, yeah, world's best mandolin player, goes, you know, Sabrina, I think we need to stop. My my right wrist is hurting a little <laughs> bit. And I was like, oh, my God, Sabrina, get off. Like, don't hurt Chris's wrist. Oh um, I hope his wrists are insured. They're fine. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, I was going to make a really bad joke. He's got really fast fingers. That's all I'm going to say. He does. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, then there's the, but then there's the time this morning when Adam t- is taking coffee orders and comes back with food and coffee like about an hour later. And Chris looks up from his iPhone and goes, was someone taking coffee orders? <laughs> he said he didn't want anything. Oh, and then he was like, was there coffee? Uh, yeah, but he was on his iPhone working. It's he not like working. he's on Instagram like me. Um, so point being, when I look back on this crazy, funny, amazing week with this little octopus that got to stay with us, just I'm so glad that I chose this instead of like, 
well, I had reached out to a website designer and I was supposed to get back to her. And all these little things that in 20 years I will not remember. But right. I'll remember the carousel ride around the coffee table. And That's true. this was so worth it. Like I'm just going to take the good stuff and then I'll be stressed really out this weekend. Advice. That's really good advice is taking but the we good need stuff. To, because there's always going to be, especially for our personality type, yeah. it's always going to be in the background this sort of like, well, you should be, should be doing this. this you should be doing this. Yep. yep. But forget it. This was amazing. Yeah. that's Chris is a good, um, he's a good balance because he's constantly living in the moment and he will stay up and stay out if there's something interesting going on and something cool to do. And I'm always like, but I will be a wreck tomorrow. I need to go to sleep. Um and so I usually stay home, and then I do have a better day the next day. But yeah, because you take care of yourself. But it's the rem- the constant reminder of like this is only happening. Like I this know. day is only happening once. Now I'm going to get sad. You're I leaving know. me. I know. I wish I. Wasn't. I won't get too too emotional because you. I can feel her like kind of like pulling back. <laughs> well, I really <laughs> with Claire. Yeah. Well, it. there's no Ellie. We have no Ellie in Brooklyn. There's. <laughs> Nothing like that makes me feel so good. Um, thank you so much, Claire. Thank you for being a champion of the podcast and telling me. Thank you to your listeners for being patient through this rambling. No, no. And whenever I'm like, get spin out about productivity, Claire's always like, you're just playing the long game. You're just playing the long game. So it's true. Any moms out there, you're just playing the long game. That's what, no, you got off the hook. If you are, yeah, I got advice to just keep one foot in. As long as you have one foot in, then. I love it. That's all you need. I love you. Thank love you for being you. on here. Thanks for coming to my sick house. You're sick. <laughs> oh, no. You're sick as in sick. You're like MTV it's sick. amazing. Yeah. Crib. Cribs. MTV crib style sick house. We do have the crib going. Uh, all right, listeners. Oh, join our private Facebook page. I have a... Uh, oh, there's the husband. There's the wondering <laughs> where... Is that the dog or the husband's? That was the, the dog, same. but I was thinking. That's because they opened the door because the husbands are like, uh, yeah. Little Einstein's is over. Where are these women? <laughs> uh, it's November, everybody. Thanksgiving is coming. Yeah. Guess who's not cooking? Ellie. Uh, all right. Until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms. 